Emerge Conflict, your weekly development show. I'm James Montemagno. With me, as always, Frank Kruger. How's it going, buddy? Oh, hello, hello. Uh, first time caller. I'm happy to be on this show. I've heard a lot about you, James, and this podcast you do. I'm excited to be here. Oh, Frank, this is our podcast. Oh, 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 we're doing that one. Hi, hi, I'm Frank Kruger. Welcome to Merge Conflict. Thanks for tuning in. And if you are a recent listener that heard Frank on another podcast, Frank is infinitely more famous than me. Congratulations, Frank. Oh, thanks, James. No, I'm not more famous than you. You're YouTube famous. That that just, you know, that crosses barriers. Um, but thanks. I was on the change log. It's it's a it's a classic podcast. It's been around forever and it was fun. Uh, I don't know if you listen to it, but they're uh, really good interviewers slash we, we talked about a topic, but um, they're really good at having a discussion. Really good hosts. That's what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. I haven't made it all the way through yet. I'm about halfway through because uh, <laughs> I have it bookmarked on my other computer where I started it. I, I, I should just subscribe and just download the one specifically. But that being said, uh, you know, I tweeted about it because like even in the first 10 to 15 minutes, I learned something brand new about oh. you and we've done your story and we've done a bunch <laughs> of and I've, I've been your friend for a decade, Frank. And yet I learned so much new uh, from, from from you in general on this podcast. So it's an absolutely delightful listen and I will put it in the show notes so everyone can listen to it. And yes, there are spectacular interviewers. I wish I was that good of interviewers on the pods. Yeah, they, they they have a great demeanor. In fact, it was one of those recordings of a podcast where we spent the first hour talking about 80s and 90s horror movies, mm. and then eventually realized, uh-oh, we're supposed to be doing a tech podcast, <laughs> and then dove into it. So it was, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, it, it's interesting. I'm, I'm trying to guess it what you could possibly not know about me. Like we, we did like a whole two-hour episode on me, and that's, that's basically my whole life. Um I can't even guess which one are we talking about. I don't know. I'll have to go back and listen to it again. Ah, so okay, you're making it up. Um, you're making it up. You're uh, just no. being nice. <laughs> As I was listening, I was like, "Whoa, this is really." I mean, it's, it's a great podcast. Um, so if you're coming from that podcast, I'm James. That's Frank, and we do a weekly software development podcast. We often talk about mobile development, usually with .NET, but not always. Sometimes we get into the Swift and the Colin world. We talk about what's new with Apple and Google and Microsoft. We're both mobile developers, we're both desktop developers, and we're kind of sometimes terrible web developers too. Uh, and that's what we we do here. We talk about that and we've got about 300 plus episodes of uh, enjoyment for you can binge. So, you know, because mm. like Apple TV, the, you know, plus they only have, there's a new episode every week. But with this podcast, you can there is that, but also a 300 episode backlog and, and you can just binge through those. Do you think you'll ever go back and listen to all 300? Will I? I've heard, I would say, upwards of 200 of them. <laughs> no, never, never. Nah, come on. Okay. Well, we'll put them in the vault. And yeah, thank you, everyone tuning in from Changelog. Actually, I'm sorry. We're, we're just gloating about Frank today. Um, my my Twitter account crossed 10K because of Ooh. that podcast. So thank you, podcast, for getting me over that stupid mental hurdle. I don't, why do we care about numbers? It doesn't matter, but it matters because now I have a K and I like Ks. Ooh, yes. Very, very nice. Yes. Uh, vanity metrics, right? People, it's yeah. A, you know, you it's wanna... pathetic. No. It's not, yeah. I shouldn't admit to it, but you know, it's nice. It's nice. I'm honestly surprised that many people care what I have to say. Half the time I'm just making dumb jokes. I believe that that is everything that I do on the internet. I, I don't know why anybody <laughs> follows me or why anyone listens to podcasts, except for that we're Ouch. awesome and you should totally subscribe. <laughs> yeah, you're still this one. Okay, Frank, let's get into a topic this week because 
I, I don't know what's right and I don't know what's wrong. And it is iOS specific. Okay. This is an iOS conundrum. <laughs> it could be anything, James. You know, it's a big operating system these days. Remember iOS 2 when we actually knew how everything worked? <laughs> well, well, Frank, what is the one thing that I have talked about the most on this podcast for iOS? In-app purchases. There we go. We're back, baby. We are back to what? the in-app purchases. For real? I, I was doubting it. I was doubting it. But how? I guess we took a few months off, didn't we? If it's I not, mean, <laughs> if it's not machine learning and robots and AI, it is in-app purchases. And now, uh, conundrum, Frank Krueger. And mm. I, I've had so for historical reference, if you're just now listening to Merge Conflict for the first time, Frank and I indulge. We dabble, if you will, into the creation of open source libraries that mm. developers can use. And, and, and against our greater judgment, uh, we do these. We put them on the world, and then we use them ourselves, but we also have to maintain them and we modify APIs and take pull requests and do things, which is a joy. It's one of my favorite parts about being a developer in this day and age of collaborating with the community. But here's the thing is often when I create a library, I create the library for myself. And this is the first mistake because I'm like, this is the API that I would like, and this is how <laughs> I would use it. And this, I don't care about your features. Ha 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 ha. This is for me. Uh, do you ever feel that way when you create a library, Frank? Oh, I, I wish I felt that way more, <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, yes. Of course, all your libraries start out for yourself. Of course. Um, I, I'm not good at anticipating what everyone else is going to need, but I feel like that also has held me back from releasing a lot of libraries. There's so much formality around libraries and everything. It feels like you really want like a a good idea, tightly implemented with a good API. That's what a library should be. There's parts of me that just want libraries to be junkyards. Like I was writing a table view controller the other day, James. How how many table view controllers have you written in your life? I know you're you're a Maui Xamarin Forms person, but come on, how many have you done? Uh, a lot of a lot of UI table views, many many a <laughs> ten UI million, a uh, hundred thousand billion. I, w I was writing out another one, and I'm like, I swear I've written this code before. But the problem is that code is kind of buried into an app and everything, and I don't release it. And I don't release it because I don't think it's a unified thing idea. I don't want. I don't know about like managing support for it and everything. And so I feel a little bit bad that I never uh, actually share my own code enough. And it's I, I'm bringing it up only because it's something I want to work on. Beware, everyone. I'm about to just start releasing a bunch of libraries with no theme to them other than here's a hunk of code that I want to be able to use. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 tricky. It's a tricky battle. And when I first came about the, um, doing billing in my in my applications, like in-app purchases, I struggled a lot. And John Dick on the Donnie Maui team, he supplied me some code. He kind of did what you did. He's like, here's a chunk of code. Have fun. Uh, and I was like, this is amazing because I didn't know much about iOS and, and it, there's delegates and there's this whole callback. It's very complex. Android at the time was very complex and it's gotten a lot better now. They have a new library that is is much more elegant. But the, the problem that I had uh, at the time, at least, was I was only doing non-consumables. So one-time purchases. And we've talked about how I've gone all in on subscriptions, which is uh, mm -hmm. going interesting. I will give an update in okay. the far future about that. But 
Uh, we also have to handle consumables, which are things like coins that, that people consume. And then you have to deal with the complexities of the different APIs, and they evolve over time. Uh, Apple recently added tons of new APIs for subscriptions, and uh, we talked about the um, different offers that you can have and, and things like that. And then Google also introduced uh, another feature in their application model, which was um, that you could buy you could buy in-app purchases in stores or like, you know, if you're mm. in India, there's like different pur- purchasing processes. So the, the concept was that someone could buy it and, and register it through like a coupon and then you had to acknowledge it. So it, it's very, a strange process. And now every windows, iOS and Android all work very differently. So, um, but let but, me, can, can we dive into that just for a moment? I, yeah. I, it sounds like that's not the main part of your story here, but I'm, I'm, I'm just Close. curious. Is the expectation then that um, so someone redeem this code when they open the app the next time you're supposed to pop something up? Is that kind of the idea? Yeah, the recommendation is that when you start the when you start your application, you query to see if there are any purchases that haven't been acknowledged and then you acknowledge them Mm, fascinating so there's actually a flag there somewhere or a part of a query okay there is a boolean yeah and 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 the other issue there too is that you have um um, you you also then you could think of it as um maybe the the purchase is pending so it is a purchase you get that back and and you know you have to acknowledge it eventually, but you don't acknowledge it until it's purchased. So your app might be in the state where, oh, it it, it is pending purchase. Maybe it's just waiting for their fi- credit card to finalize. Hmm. So you got to figure out what to do kind of. It's, it's in a weird state. So what what I do in my apps is I just, you know, I, as soon as they buy it, I acknowledge it. I'm like, oh, did they, they purchase it? They acknowledge it. They're good to go. Uh, and you can always restore, right? There's always a restore basically yeah. that enables you to go through and then, oh, I restored and then here are my purchases and then here are my transactions. Okay. Okay. So that, it doesn't sound too bad to me. You, you kind of had me freaked out a little bit there where they actually, do they actually create a line item on Android, even though the credit card purchase hasn't gone through? That's scary. I don't want to have to manage all that stuff. I'm also thinking, where the heck is the operating system? why isn't the operating system doing all this for us? Like, I I still want to go back to what is the expectation? So as an app, what are you, let's, let's talk at the UI level. Mm. What are you supposed to do at the UI level for this acknowledgement? Nothing really. Okay. From my understanding, you just do it. It's all programmatic then you're saying. Yeah. and, And the problem here too is on Android specifically is if you do not acknowledge a purchase within three days, they will refund the transaction. Okay. Mm. Okay, this is all blowing my mind a little bit because so you redeem one of these in-app purchase things. I guess what they're saying is they're not going to just pop the app open immediately there, or will they pop your app open immediately? Or are they just saying, okay, you did your redemption, but it's up to you to open the app within the next three days so that the app can acknowledge it. Is that what you're saying? I guess. This is all freaking me out, man. (laughs) Well, these are called pending transactions, Mm. and I still don't understand how they they work, to be honest. But you have a library, James. (laughs) Yeah, I have read the documentation, but from from what I've seen, I do not know how to 
do that thing that I just told you. Like, I do not know how to buy a thing in a store somewhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> and mm -hmm. do that thing. So it's very hard to, to do it, but you have to, this is a, not an opt in. It is a forced thing that you have to do this thing, uh, in your, in your library or else things will go away. That's why they force this acknowledgement flag on you. Uh, so I, I don't actually know hundred percent. All I know is that, that if someone was doing this, I'm assuming it opens the application cause it's aware of it. And then you would acknowledge it. Or in my instance, re, you know, restore your, your um, purchases for all intents and purposes, um, there because it, it'll show up. It shows up that it was purchased and just not acknowledged. Uh, but it's, it's a very weird process. But if we think about this on iOS, there's something similar, which is mm -hmm. finished transaction. You know about finished transaction. Yeah, I suppose I do. I've had to implement this once before and I'm digging through my memory. Um, I, I thought this was just a part of the standard set of callbacks, though. It happens pretty quickly when you make your purchase. Is this something else that can happen async when your app is shut down? Well, so finished transaction is an interesting one because okay. finished transaction, you're supposed to call only after the app has finished all work it performs to complete the transaction. That's what it says. Okay. So I love says, their documentation. Yeah. That's what it says. <laughs> Because there is technically like this this queue or whatever it says the transaction state determines which step you might take. If it's failed, you might update your user interface. If it's successful, mm. perform all necessary actions to unlock the functionality um, the user has. Um, for example, downloading content and then finish the transaction. Uh, and and to be clear, th this ha this happens after you call the purchasing API, as in the user wants to buy one of these things. These are the callbacks for that API. Correct. Is that correct? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So in my mind, uh, in my mind, at least what I've always assumed, uh, was, well, I should always just finish every transaction in my library, right? Like you make a purchase. If it's successful, mm -hmm. finish it. I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't see. Yeah, I can. I can see you sitting down four years ago or whatever and deciding like, of course, I want to finish it. Why? I mean, I'm sure I have that exact line of code in there. Finish transaction immediately. Finish it immediately. Now, here is the conundrum of the day. I'm excited. It, <laughs> is is this? It's very specific to this, which is on Android. OK, th OK, let's let's go back to how Android works. OK. You're messing with me. iOS, Android. Okay. Yep. I'm ready. Android, there's consumables, non-consumables, subscriptions. Mm. Now, okay. subscriptions and non-consumables, aka one-time purchases, work the same. You have to call acknowledge. Okay? Acknowledged. Yes. I Act. acknowledged it. It's good. I acknowledge you. Now, consumables are different. Okay? Right, right. Okay. If you have a consumable, you have to consume it via an API, which is consume, which also acknowledges it at the same time. So there's multiple steps that you have to do for consumables, but you have to eat up that consumable. Mm. Okay. Mm. You can just tell all this was in like the worst PM design meeting ever. 
they're like i i can almost see them thinking like okay these consumables maybe they're like coins maybe mm. they bought the coin but they haven't spent the coin in the game and that's why we need the consume thing exactly and you just like developers should have been screaming no just purchase system just give us a simple purchasing system yes <laughs> I okay agree. please continue James. <laughs> it, it, it makes it, it it makes it so much more complicated because what you really want is let me buy an item and let me determine yeah. if I can buy this item more than once. That's the only difference. Yeah. Hey, guess what? We, we've we done sales on the internet for a while. We know how they work. There's an inventory system, a shopping yeah. cart, an acknowledgement system. Dunzos. <laughs> but no, we have to consume the consumables and acknowledge the subscriptions. Got it. Love yes. It. <laughs> so here's the conundrum is okay. while on Android, there are two different APIs because there's two different things. On iOS, nope, there's one API, finished transaction. Do you know what finished transaction does? It consumes a consumable. <sighs> Lovely. Lovely. I don't know. It's sounding like they operate similarly to each other. Mm. Um, mm. So you would have, uh, I, I don't recall your API. I apologize, James. Um, Just purchase. But do you... Yeah, there's just purchase. That's it. Period. There's there's per okay. So for for the, there's there's purchase, consume, acknowledge. Those are the eight current APIs you have, that exist. On yours? Mm -hmm. Yeah. On your library? On my library. Yeah. Okay, so you separate consume and acknowledge. I thought that the two other libraries join those two concepts. Not Android. Android has literally an an API called consume and an API called acknowledge. Ah, this is why you shouldn't have adopted their words. I Long know. Because <laughs> right. now it's just, I think that you're just getting caught up in the names. Um, rename those functions C and D and <laughs> see how far you can get so, with just renaming them C and D. <laughs> so, so the main problem here is that also when you restore transactions, Apple recommends that you finish transactions that aren't there. So I've, I've been doing that. So on, on iOS, I've just been doing all these things automatically. And I'm like, this is fine because... That's I don't use consumables. <laughs> Basically, that is why. So some yeah. issues came up recently, which was, hey, I have consumables and okay. I don't want you to auto finish my consumables. And the problem wow. is, is because once you consume a consumable, you don't get it back. No as, notification, no history, no history. Okay. Once you consume it, it's gone forever from both See, APIs. That's a, yeah, boy. Boy, James, I'm, I'm getting it now. It, it should be a two-step process. I'm getting it, but it's going to break your API, API and everything and break other people. Uh, did that person happen to describe what they're doing the consumables for? I'm just curious. I believe it was a game similar to your coins. Yeah. 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 It's the games. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm. I mean, non-consumable is your. Yeah. Okay. So right now. If I want to do a subscription in your API, mm -hmm. what, great. all I have to do is say purchase. That's it. And then that's it. Full stop. On Android, you would acknowledge it. On iOS, what happens if I acknowledge it? Uh, nothing. It just returns true. Excellent. <laughs> yes. So you should. Okay. Just for, just for good order, purchase, acknowledge. For a, a non-consumable, same thing purchase acknowledge yep and then the big complaint is when you purchase a consumable now 
you are actually consuming it in your library. Correct. iOS automatically consumes it. Android, you are forced to consume it on demand. Mm. It sounded like, though, that your Acknowledge on iOS could consume it then. Ah, so Frank, bah, 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 bah. here is where the conundrum goes. Oh, no. <laughs> is I have introduced a brand new pull request into oh, the boy. system that does not auto finish transactions on iOS. It puts, it gets rid of Acknowledge, it gets rid of all this, I used to have like a finish transaction, so you could finish one yeah. annually. It gets rid of all of those. So it breaks the API completely. I'm all about breaking this API 100%. Okay. Okay. And what I'm doing, because the first thing I did, I did a really super overly engineered thing, which was, I was like, hey, for, the, for some specific methods like purchase and restore and like these things, pass me a list of strings. And then I won't finish the, I, like, I completely over-engineered it. I was like, what? if you, if you <laughs> pass me like coin, 100 coins as a string for your thing, then I won't finish that. And I won't do this thing. It was like way over-engineered. I'm passing around arrays of strings. So here, ter terrible idea. In my mind, okay. I was like, this is golden. I'm, you know what I'm I mean? I'm not getting it. James, I'm not getting your array of strings. Can you, can you explain that again? Oh, because imagine, because here's the thing on iOS, I have no way of knowing if an item was a consumable or not. It's impossible for me oh, to know. So it's if not recorded. You, if you tell me what IDs are consumables and I can do the right thing, which is not auto-consume it. Yep. Um, I'm going to say you made the right decision by not doing that because I, I was thinking that at first. You can either be clever or just tell everyone, hey, sorry, there's a new second step. You have to do the second step. And although it's painful, I'm, I'm totally agreeing with you. I don't like the fact that it's it's making the API uglier and weirder to use and a little more mysterious by trying to be clever because the abstraction's too leaky or whatever you want to say. Yeah. It wasn't clever enough. So I'm hoping, uh, yeah, two, two methods, both async probably. It's easy, man. It's well, fine. So the, the fascinating part is, so the, the person that did, did the report did a PR and he, he was like, oh, I, I see what you're doing here, but it actually leads to other problems. And it, it seems like this is, you know, problematic mm -hmm. long term. And I was like, I do agree. I, I, I do <laughs> okay. see it. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I haven't released that API. It's still in preview and there's beta packages. I'm free to break things as well. But he did a pull request. And what he did is he did a static Boolean that says, you know, f auto finalize. No, no. And, and uh, I thought about that originally, too. Uh, that was my first thing. I was like, let me just put in a global Boolean. That seems like a great idea. And then I don't Everyone, break anyone. And no one's going to know that Boolean exists. Yes, correct. Discoverability is terrible. And literally, no, no global on-off switches because things just don't work well. I, I, I feel like there is a bad trend in programming right now. We're making everything global variables, and it's just not cool. Uh, it, things stomp all over each other. The, it works fine for one user, and then you try to add a second user and everything breaks. So I disagree with that one. There's a terrible one um, in Xamarin. Have you ever had to play with the one that turns off uh, UI thread detection in Xamarin? Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> that is the scariest global variable because it's not thread safe in any possible way. And so you're you're always running into race conditions anytime you try to disable those. It's fine because it's just a debug feature, but it's still a little bit maddening when you run into race conditions with it. Anyway, no big no to mutable global state. <laughs> yeah. So I I went back and I said, you know what? If, if always on. It, if it it's 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 either always on or it's either always off you know i mean and and it's not user i i'm like it it needs to not be a user choice i think that's my new thing and to align the apis closer between google and apple i decided i'm breaking all the apis i'm just breaking all the names and because they need different variables passed in and i created a single new method so you would purchase async get back that information and then there's a new method that replaces all the other ones besides consume mm-hmm. which is finalize and acknowledge async <laughs> okay i i would have just called it finalize purchase async but okay <laughs> yeah um, um yeah. it's definitely explicit i think we should workshop the name a little okay. bit but i get I'm, I'm happy you introduced it I'm, I'm agreeing um yeah so now you have a method b method both methods are required i'm assuming no matter which one you're doing with the only caveat that if you're doing a consumable only call b when it's uh time to consume is that right that is correct yes and if you I like it. call consume purchase on ios it also now calls finalize and acknowledge async so boom it does it oh you still have a actual consume method in your api i do yeah yeah gross ditch it two methods that's all you need here's the problem is on mm. android it's literally two a- different apis in their stuff so i wouldn't know what to do i thought you said that their consume also acknowledged but that i guess that's not true only for a consumable, not for the other things. It says, so yeah, but that's fine for a consumable, though. You can do it with their own exception. And I wouldn't know if it's a consumable or not because there's no way of knowing. This is the conundrum, Frank Krueger. I don't like the conundrum because it seems so obvious. And yet you keep saying it doesn't work. Hmm. Doesn't work. Okay. It's, it's two different APIs. So let me get it straight one more time. So this is intro to beginner's tutorial for James's library. I know. I purchase async. Great. For all three. Doesn't matter which one. Correct. Now, subscription, whatever. Immediately, I I call your finalized purchase async, which mm-hmm. is what it should be called. Uh, for cons- non-consumable, I finalize purchase async. Great. When it comes time to consume it, I guess I can query your thing, find out that there's a pending thing out there, pending purchase out there, mm-hmm. and then consume it at my own or the user's leisure by calling also finalized purchase async. Correct. Yeah. Okay. That's correct. It's fine. It's fine. What's wrong with that? It's fine. I like it. Yeah, it's what fine. was it before? It just did it did the it did the step automatically. Mm-hmm. In all three conditions, yeah, I guess that was a little greedy. A little greedy. A little greedy. It was. I don't know. I, know. It's really just the coins, right? What else could you possibly use consumables for? I, I've, I'm trying to think of other apps I use consumables for. I, I think, think uh, you are arguing for my mesh conversion app. Remember, you wanted people to buy into file sizes. Do you remember that argument for in-app purchases? Mm, yes. 
I do remember that. (laughs) I think that was one of your crazier in-app purchase ideas. Don't think I'll implement that one. I will go for your subscriptions and non-consumables. Consumables seem too weird. Yeah, what I could do. Okay, so here's what I could do is I could get rid of consume. Okay, we we could get rid of this. And if we did, if we did that, I I could pass in an item type. You could tell me what type of item it is. I don't like that either. Because then I would be able to call the right method. Yeah. Boy, isn't that strange that they don't give you that data? No, it is strange. And then Windows is also different because you also have to call consume on a consumable, but you need different information for that one. So it's it's tricky. Windows tells you that it's actually a consumable in that case. Uh, it does. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. And then funny enough on Windows, there is no <laughs> there is no finalize. There is no acknowledge. It just does it automatically. It's like you purchased it, you know? Well, so. I mean, honestly, purchase async. I, I get why you threw it all in there because it kind of should be just one thing. Yeah. And, and funnily enough, when when Google introduced, I had already released the library, then Google introduced Acknowledge Async, right? So right. I had to like shoehorn this in and I had to make the decision at that time was, do I auto acknowledge everything? And that seemed problematic due to their craziness that they had to, to do. Um, and that just didn't feel correct. So I diverted the API. So this actually brings the APIs together uh, yeah. again. But I, it does break every single app out there. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's tough, huh? It's happening. I, I think you just have to explain yourself. I do have a readme.txt that pops up when you install the library. You are kind has, of obnoxious like that. <laughs> mm-hmm, and it is a very bold, big breaking change. You must call this. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, they'll find out very quickly during testing. Mm. Um, yeah. How, how are your download stats? Do people continuously update your library? Or is it more like on the big releases? You get a lot of downloads. No, big releases. That's for sure. I'm, I've am i been... I mean, the, my last actual stable release was a year and some odd days mm-hmm. ago. And yeah, the, you know, the most of the newer ones, they get, you know, hundreds of downloads, maybe a thousand, a few thousand downloads compared to the stables, like 60,000. But it's a, it's a hard one, right? This is a, this is a, this is my hardest library because yeah, it deals with money. We've talked about it before. Like most libraries don't necessarily deal with money. Like you might sell your app that use a library for money, but like this is literally money for your app (laughs) yeah and i don't know uh i don't think you you're you're not gonna break anything what's gonna happen so they'll think worst case so someone updates the library they don't call your second function It, it would be like um the state would never change on the item, right? So hopefully people's UIs are displaying the state. I'm just trying to think of like, will it be obvious if someone updates your library without knowing about this change? And I'm guessing it's going to be pretty darned obvious, pretty darned fast. So it, I think you're going to get away with it. Yeah. The The real question is, what happens if I don't call finish on yeah. a transaction? 
it sounds like that transaction is going to have a weird state. You allow people to read the state of the transaction, right? It probably yes. just won't have a completed state. It'll have a pending state. You should probably figure that a little bit. Of, yeah. It should. Yeah. I don't, I think this is going to work fine. It, it is a conundrum, but I think you've rubber ducked it very well. <laughs> We've talked it through. I, I, the only big pending question to me is whether to actually have that consume additional yeah. method or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's going to work, James. Have faith. P- people will, people will go with you. Yeah. yeah i mean according to apple i'm reading i'm reading things it says every transaction regardless if it succeeded or failed needs to be finished and basically it says that like i believe on ios you will still get paid it says completed transaction provide a receipt and transaction identifier that your app can use to save a permanent record of the processed payment but they're saying the payment would go through anyway well, they've already paid for it. Okay. I think. I don't know. Uh, you're freaking me out a little bit because I remember the last time I used your library, I was, asked, I was like, James, I'm going to use your library. And you're like, you know, you should just copy and paste the source code to it. Yeah. And I was like, why, James? Why? He's like, yeah, maybe you want to change something here or there. And so I'm using a hacked version of, of your library. <laughs> oh, good. And now, nice. and now I'm, I'm just, I think I want to throw that away now and wait for you to do this update because this update sounds pretty good i think it's pretty solid um i think it's good we will see i'm i think it'll be good people will test it it will happen i will read more documentation but you know i think this was the battle of do i do i create a a frankenstein ugly ridiculous api do i do global statics or do i do do i have the courage frank to break everything and rethink about all the mistakes that I've made in the past. You could change the name of the purchase function and that would guarantee that it would break everyone's code and they would have to take a second look at it. That's <laughs> very true. Just saying. <laughs> no, that's very true. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Um, it, it is breaking people. And my general rule is you never break people. But this is this is kind of important stuff. As you said, it's money. It's important stuff to get it right. And you just put the caveat and pour in your readme. Well, if any of y'all have feedback on if what I should be doing, or if you know more and you're like, wow, y'all spent 30 minutes and James was absolutely incorrect about everything that he said, please let me know oh. right, right into the podcast. Oh. <laughs> It's way better than a global Boolean, I promise. <laughs> it's going to happen. All right. Well, let us know what you think of this. Or if you've run into you know situations yourself where you're like, this is the right call. This is, and this is how I deal with this. This is how I relay the information to the people using my library. Let us know. Go to mergeconflict.fm. There is a contact button. You can also hit us up on Twitter at mergeconflict.fm or James Montemagno or Proclarum on Twitter as well. It's all at mergeconflict.fm. Go there. But Frank, famous Frank. Is that me? That's you. That's you. (laughs) Hi. I do think that that is going to do it for this week's podcast. So until next time, I'm James Montemagno. And I am Frank Krueger. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.